everyone, welcome to Pop Culture for Repeats. My name is Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece of one of our choosing. Uh, we're going to give it a super scientific rating. And um, But before we get into all of that, let's talk recommendations. Um, my recommendation, I'm just going to dive in. Yeah, no, no, good. I love it. <laughs> my recommendation is don't grow attached to your houseplants. Because oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when you have to leave them outside for five days while your house is tented, it doesn't matter that it rained every day. The sun mm-hmm. will destroy them and they will Florida. all die. <laughs> so we should have a memoriam on our Instagram for your houseplants. <laughs> yeah, they like they weren't even it wasn't like, oh, they're green and sad. Like there wasn't even color left in them anymore. The they're sun had sticks. burned it out. It was they were all like white and like <gasps> really really pale yellow like bleached yeah this, uh, wow i've never seen that mm-hmm. oh what what give us some names of the plants yeah oh i don't know their names oh, okay there's um big leaf guy <laughs> there's big there's the big leaf monstera. yeah there's oh. like little viney leaf there's this one that was really cute that had like a thick thick kind of stem and the Mm. leaves were super wide and short Mm. um r.i.p yeah but your house is tented now no i'm in my house my house is no longer tented but like it like they did the thing they They did the they did the thing we've (laughs) removed all the dead lizards that we found and (laughs) we have not unpacked anything yay um, does that mean you move those bushes? Well, we couldn't get them moved. So we wait, which bushes? The ones in front of your house that you were excited to move? Um, I moved I moved bushes behind my house. Oh, okay. They were okay. But the we got we had to get rid of the ferns and then we thought we could take the little palm trees out and put them back in, but we could not. So now they're all dead. Oh. We had to cut them down. Our house looks very sad right now <laughs> but it won't be sad 20 years down the road because you got it tented yeah and in 25 yeah. years i'll have paid it off yay <laughs> isn't it so scary when you look at like i looked at my mortgage the other day and it was like we'll be completed in august 2050 like, no but the amount that i'm paying right now is less than um i'd be oh, i just burped on camera i mean on <laughs> microphone um, it's less than the amount that I would be paying in rent down there. Yeah. Yeah. Same up here. Like for a one bedroom, one bath is what I'm paying for my mortgage. So oh. we're talking from a place of extreme privilege too. Like, so mm-hmm. we understand that not everyone can just buy a house because there's a lot of money that goes into, and also there's a lot of money that goes into, we say like, oh, the mortgage is so much cheaper than rent, but you just had to tent your house. I just had to call a very expensive exterminator. Like mm-hmm. there's yeah. there's a lot of other stuff that when you have rent, you you don't have to deal with. So I mean, I understand the argument on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Um uh my recommendation is always check in with your tastes. Uh, oh, because here's the thing. I used to like 
drink coffee like it was my business like four or five cups a day like I would have a Trenta before noon (laughs) and recently I just like it like the past three days and I think you will find this astonishing Julie I got a Trenta cup of Starbucks and then I had to put it in the fridge like I'm 90 and drink the second half the next day because I couldn't get through it and like I, I was trying to be very mindful that like oh I just don't want to drink as much of this anymore mm-hmm. and I used to not like romantic comedies I was like these are silly I like adventure movies and then all of a sudden I was like huh I'm starting I'm starting to like these romance books I'm starting to really like like and I think I am very quick to be like no, I'm a coffee drinker and like label myself as something or like, I don't, I don't like romantic comedies. And then, but if you just are like, eh, today I do, I don't know. I don't know how to like say that, but there's just an interesting turn in my life where mm-hmm. just checking in and being mindful of like, do I actually want this or have I always just done it? Yeah. Am I um, doing this? Cause I think I should. Yeah. Yeah. So, or I think this is like, quote unquote me, which like, oh, I'm a coffee drinker and that's what I do. It's like, eh, maybe. Maybe I won't be after a while. It'd be weird, but you know. Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for Deep Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Talking about today. Today we are talking about the Wasp Network. Yeah, we are in Spy September, um, and it's 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 been a doozy. <laughs> I feel like this is the like one we've had the hardest time, in like a good way, finding movies because this is not <laughs> our usual genre, which is good. You know, yeah. check in with your taste. Uh, so, Julie, I'll hand it over to you. This was your pick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'll say Thanks. pick very loosely yeah the google, the google. Um, yeah. speaking of the googs um here's the film synopsis straight from the googs <laughs> cuban spies infiltrate exile groups in miami at great personal cost to stop anti-castro terrorists in the early 1990s that's it Thanks, that's Googs. that's the summary so this was, um, how are you feeling about that summary? Scale one to 10, Julie, because we know how you feel about Google summaries. Um, it's, 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 it's real basic. Yeah. Um, like, so it's based on the story of the Cuban five or the Miami five. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. And so they were Cubans who traveled from Cuba under Fidel, Fidel Castro's regime to Florida and became part of a group called the WASP Network. They infiltrated anti-Castro Cuban exile groups based in Miami so they could feed information back to the Cuban government. Um, So how do I put this? One of the reasons I chose this uh um, is because I do tend to veer towards World War II history movies like if yeah if if my options are world war ii or something else i typically choose world war ii okay and and this was a time period and a political event that i don't think we've really had another movie about no 
Well, and I was going to say that actually, Julie, if you have picked, um, well, two and a half, I would say Turning Red is like kind of like on the cusp of it, but you picked two 1990s movies so far. Mm, mm. So, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, so with that said, there, I, I didn't know anything about this yeah. going into the movie. Like I, we very, very uh, glossed over. Um, Cuban-U.S. relations in history, and it it was not, uh, like, in any of my classes. Like, well, it, I think it was still, like, Cuba bad. Yeah, like, that was it. That was, yeah. that was you know, but the no. knowledge. So, I did not know that these individuals um, were essentially double agents, because the, the, the movie starts with two of them defecting to the U.S. Yeah. But what I don't know is, was the assumption we all knew that going in? Or was it like a reveal? Because if it was like a reveal, I was very confused halfway through the movie when it happened. Because I was like, wait, they all changed their mind? Like, what just yeah. happened? I really thought I missed a part of the movie. I I knew kind of what was happening, not because of history, but because of the airplanes. Um, my father is a Cessna, which is the, the airplanes they fly for most of the movie, a Cessna collector and an avid Cessna lover. And so when this went, when the two went down, um, I remember that day because my dad was mm -hmm. like, They're mm -hmm. gonna be, this is why Cessnas get a bad name. They're flying. Anyway, um, mm. my dad being my dad. So like, I, I kind of knew the general story of it, but I, what, what movie were they trying to make is my big question here. Cause I feel like we watched five different movies connected to each other. Yes. That was my biggest thing is mm -hmm. that there was great acting. Yeah. There was great dialogue. There was great but cinematography. Like, but like structurally, like yeah. halfway through the movie, like the first half of the movie, we are following these two couples mm -hmm. one they are separated because he has defected to the u.s she thinks she's a traitor the other he has defected to the u.s and met her and they have fallen in love and gotten married mm -hmm. and then halfway through the movie i mean it was boring but i was in it yeah i was you know like I mean? oh like it was like spencer i was like these are engrossing performances but this is very slow moving okay yeah. i get it yeah. um but then halfway through the movie they had they gave us this like Ocean's Eleven montage. voiceover montage in English. Yes, and up until that point, the movie had been with subtitles. Yeah. So they give us this montage, and they're like, "This guy's a spy. This guy's a spy. They're broken up, and also here's three more people in the spy ring, and like we're gonna tell you with like still shots and sound effects what their role is in the ring." But then we never see those people again until the end of the movie. Which, like, I guess, you know, is a reveal, you know, like, whoa, what? Like, but it didn't fit the first part of the movie and did not fit the rest of the movie. Because they have that, like, five-minute montage. And then they go back to, like, this is serious and people are going to die. And, like, and the movie is also, like, I'm going to call it the Whisper Network because they whispered 
the entire movie until there's this loud American going, and so and so, blah, 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 and then they stole documents, and, and then they go back to the being really quiet. And it just, I was like, what? Yeah, why what? was the voiceover a bombastic American dialect? Like, uh, yeah. It was it, so weird. It was, yeah. So, and like, I didn't know if they were, and like, our our patron saint Penelope Cruz like fucking, I laughed so hard you sent me a note <laughs> is Penelope Cruz tired from carrying so much of this movie because <laughs> she did but also like if that was the story they were telling of like these women kind of dealing with these men going back and forth that was not the story that was told the story like I just don't know what their thesis statement was because Ana Diarmas mm-hmm. did I say it right I looked it up before this you did. podcast. For the she record. looked it up for about now. Five I'm minutes. in my head. Yeah. Um. But she like she was in the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Totally phenomenal. Yeah. And then after the voiceover, we like never saw her again until the end of the movie when it was like, here's the recap. Here's what happened to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Although, can I just say, like, she's the one who cat was cast closest to her looks. Yes. I was like, wow, they did like, whoo. Um. I always love like based on TV or based on real life, sorry, movie castings, because either they like fully like we're going to find someone who looks exactly or mm-hmm. nothing alike, like nothing. So I'm excited eventually for when our our uh, recent drama, which I will not go into, uh, gets turned into a, <laughs> gets turned into a, a Hulu <laughs> made for tv series and i'm played by jessica chastain um, oh my gosh you've thought about who's playing you I, my dibs is on chloe sevigny oh yeah yeah no, our whole group has that was like the first thing we talked about it was like who's playing <laughs> us in the movie? um it makes me sound like i'm in a spy network i am not it's not that cool no, um no. just late stage capitalism yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um yeah but like they did give her, I noticed she got first billing at the mm-hmm. end of the movie. It mm-hmm. was like Penelope Cruz, but she was the best actor that there was. She truly like weighed down the movie. I would not consider her character the main character with how they edited it. No, you know what I mean. And it's like if that was what you were trying to do, that's not the movie you made. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was. I've never seen a movie so structurally all over the place. I have. Are you ready? Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney version. Oh, I don't know that I've actually seen that movie. Oh my gosh. Watch it. Come back. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Because like it, because it's like, like <laughs> religious zealots and I'm going to murder you because you're you know because you're romani oh i'm not uh, or you can sleep with me and then there's gargoyle gargoyles that talk being like let's sing a song by alan menken like it just uh, <laughs> has a tonal and it's the voiceover montage is the gargoyles of this movie we're just Amazing. like wait what <laughs> what's happening <laughs> um yeah just like very very um shocking and different and like it's so interesting because like not like the other 
I guess it has the opposite problem of like Operation Mincemeat. This is a Netflix made movie, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Operation Mincemeat or The Dig, where there's actually not a lot to go off of. So they create more story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know which story to choose. Like there were all of these stories and they were trying to fit it all in. And they were trying to make every scene like yeah, matter yeah. and be cool and like, or intense or, and it's like, you gotta, you gotta have some scenes that are just building character like I felt like everything oh my gosh do you know what scene I think perfectly sums up this movie is her when her husband has gotten arrested and she's at her like telemarketer job and her boss calls her into her office or his office and the she's like you don't want me to work for you anymore right and the boss who we've not met who we've not seen we don't even see his face in this scene we just see an elbow he's like listen you're a good worker and you know what i've had to deal with the fbi we're right. assholes keep working and i was like what is why do why then did, why did you call her in the office why did you call her in the office why did you first off what did you do i need to know your backstory at this telemarketing man. job yes yeah um yeah it was unnecessary just like, there's a lot to cover so it it became very surface level and it, I think that they sort of felt like we have all these, I mean, really great actors in this movie. Yeah, so we have to give them all an Oscar moment. Yeah, and they can, <laughs> Oscar moment, uh, they can carry it. Like, um, the the whole, like, very brief subplot, which is a big part of this, but, like, in terms of this movie, very mm-hmm. brief subplot. Um, but the the hotel bombs yeah someone died which i think should have been like the climax of the movie like the story climax you know Mm -hmm. or climax but even then that like that part of it was such a small part of the movie Mm -hmm. and like luckily um i can't think of the, the name of the actor but like we met him trying mm-hmm. to sell his car and then five minutes later he was planting three bombs like yeah. luckily like he sold it he sold yeah. it in that that setup scene that i was like i understand why this person has made this decision mm-hmm. but i was just like what the fuck yeah yeah it it um it just was too much all the time and like also it's a it's a movie it's not a radio show or a book so it's like i'd rather especially you have to know what the cruise is doing amazing i'm gonna go back to the boss thing like you can show that emotion without being so explicit like you yeah. never want to you never want to read poetry that's like i'm sad you want to read poetry that's like the flowers will you know and so they could have easily done that where he like calls her into the office and you can see on her face that she's like i'm gonna get fired and he's like hey i need you to do do do, do report right then leaves and is like so relieved Mm -hmm. but it's like her everywhere she goes she's afraid something's going to be taken from her and then when she is arrested it feels yeah Yeah. like where did that come from and then it does the like blurry stop motion shot that's very 1990s where it like and then pans into her it just feels like they took every spy movie, scrapbooked it together, and then laid it on top of this storyline. Yeah. And I, whether that spy movie is a drama or Ocean's Eleven, 
<laughs> they've done it all. Um, and it's like the editor and the director and I feel like it's the same producer. I feel like there's one producer in Netflix that we need to have a talk with. <laughs> and it's not yeah. the producer of Anola Holmes. Get us in the room with them. Yes. Just for like 10 minutes. We'll give them a little audiences aren't this silly. <laughs> I yeah. We deserve more. We deserve <laughs> more. And so do the actors in this film. Well, and also the music didn't make sense. Like there was no music at all in most of this movie. And then whenever there's this one shot where he's like missing his wife and his daughter, there's like this like like this real melod. And I was like, where where did this come from? Mm -hmm. And then we never heard it again. Um, yes. Oh shoot. As you were talking, there's like there's a thing I wanna make sure I say. And I've already forgotten it. So No, I no idea what I was going to say. Balls. I really oh, don't know. Balls. I um. Yeah, I think when it comes to like, I remembered. Oh. Um. Well, I was going to say is this. Uh, I think we talked about this with an old homes too, but this is another one that would benefit from being a mini series. Yes. Correct. Like, so basically, we don't like this movie because we need more of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but like, make a choice character... and make more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, make a choice and make more of it. Like, you perfectly said, next t shirt, buy our merch. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, if each, I feel like Haunting of Hill House is a great example or mm -hmm. Blind Manor, where mm -hmm. truly the, and like, I know those are both works of fiction, but the, um, the basis is a very short small plot and they're doing like a fall of house of usher you know but the haunting of hill house where they introduce each character and their backstory and then they all come together is a brilliant format for something like this yes and um yeah i i think there's a lot of i think there should be more talks i think movie is usually the first like oh we should make a movie about it um and it's like some things aren't good movies and then some people are like well a movie was made so we should make a musical about it and it's like oh just because mm -hmm. it was a good movie doesn't mean it's a good musical oh it was a musical we should make a movie like just because it was a good musical doesn't mean like i and there are exceptions like chicago not a great musical but i love that movie um mm. and west side story is a great both but it's just done with like i don't know just a lot of thought and care going does this medium fit this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i just at least they didn't add any like love storylines that weren't there yeah so yes i will add a point for that <laughs> um anything else you want to say julie before we no rate it? let's rate it baby okay um one out of ten orange jumpsuits that have like a ridiculously low plunging line where it's almost sexy what would you rate i was like a minute what would you rate this baby i'm gonna give it a five baby oh yeah explanation um i just it's 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 held down by too many factors despite the good work mm. of a lot of people in it okay i gonna give it a four because i had just as much fun watching this as i had bed knobs and broomsticks 
um and not like but like where I was just like what if I have to pause it mm-hmm. and see oh how God. long I've left not a not not a great not a great time for me um yeah I 100% like at one point I paused it and like went to Marshall's oh I paused it last night it was like I'm just gonna finish this in the morning like that's <laughs> that that's when you know it's not can I ask when you because we were texting when? last night yeah um when you paused it was it before that weird montage um no it was after oh okay but it wasn't long after because yeah. it was like weird montage and then they went back to like like my wife's arriving but it was after she found out that he was not actually he didn't defect and she's like all of these years and like brilliant scene and she went back but it was like a brilliant scene in a different movie than that montage and I was like I'm gonna wake up and watch (laughs) (laughs) because my mind cannot wrap around this Gotcha. Um, I didn't want to ask you about that scene last night because it's just it was just like the biggest like wait what just happened and well and you so Julie sent me a text that was like like this movie this movie is a schlog um and I said back yes and then she's like oh there is a shift that happens now here's what I was expecting after you sent me that was that it keeps being advertised as a thriller which Ugh. is the last thing I would describe this movie as it is not a thriller in the least i think it, if anything it is a it is a drama um it's a drama um but not a thriller and so i thought ooh, it's gonna start to get like maybe there's a shift that happens and then it starts to get like really good like we just have to get through this backstory stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was not the shift that happened Mm-mm. it was a casey Kasem style <laughs> oh my god voice ever that's exaggerating but still um yeah it was i it is really nice to have all this content <laughs> yes yes and i'm i i'm very much like there's there is a book out there that i'm gonna find and read yes because i do like the it makes me more interested in this topic Yes, and and I did take a picture of the screen, like when it was like inspired by this book, and I was like, yes, I'm gonna buy it. And all like Operation Mincemeat, I bought that book, and I bought the Dig book. Like, I may have a problem. There may be an intervention about books soon, but if those books are better, I think I might get angrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet this producer's name is Frank. I don't actually know this. I'm sure that I can look this up easily, but I like the the idea in my head that there's some mythical Netflix producer that's like, just just put it out there. Just put it out there. Well, sir, we have some issues artistically that we, nope, just go, just go. So. <laughs> Make the money. Um, so Julie, yeah. what do you have to look forward to? Well, um, do a boring one or a less boring one they're both boring (laughs) they're they're both pretty boring let me be honest um no i have for the last like few months like Mm -hmm. if i walk for a while like the my heels like really really hurt Mm -hmm. um and i was like well i guess i have heel spurs or whatever yeah um but no it turns out my fat pad is flat 
Um, oh. <laughs> the fat pad is like on your heel, that little yeah. like squishy part on the bottom of your heel, and and mine mine needs help. Um, this is not at all what I ever thought you would talk about. Continue. I know. I told. Well, look. I was like, do you want the boring or the less boring? And I'm giving you the boring. Yeah, I love it. So now that I know, um, I I know what to to buy to take care of myself. I gotta like get gotta some cushion up that pad. I gotta cushion it up, but I'm I also have to get like uh, KT tape. Oh K- yeah, yeah, kinesthetic tape. Um, and and basically like wrap it around tightly my heels so that the fat pad can like get squished to be bigger. <laughs> so. Yeah, top that, Laura. I don't think I can. I don't have anything that exciting uh, in in my life. Um, I'm getting in my head where I was like, you have nothing. Um, Laura, I just talked about my fat pad. I know. <laughs> There's literally nothing you could say right now that won't top that. Um, I feel like that's why I feel so inadequate where I was like that's really interesting what is happening to me um I uh, uh, uh. holy shit yeah I'm going through like a crisis um my friend okay I'll talk about what I'm doing tonight my friend is in a show and he was he's been cast in four shows uh since like March and they get to opening night and then someone tests positive for COVID and they close the run and he was in almost Maine and it happened. He was around the world in 80 days. He was in a um, new works festival that closed. And so it's just been, like, I haven't seen him in a show since the pandemic, but he's like kept being cast and stuff. So anyway, he's in the show. It's ran for a full week. His like people have seen it and I'm seeing it tonight. So I finally get to see him in a show since the pandemic. And um, there we go. Not as cool as your fat pad but I'm excited that it's happening for my hair. Uh, if you're listening, don't suck. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you won't. Um, yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening, listeners. Make sure you check your fat pads. Make sure you're okay. Uh, <laughs> buy our merch, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other productions, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.